welcome to Be Still, Be Free podcast. This is Amber Miller, and I'm here with Monica Steely. Hi. And Sarah Godey. Hello. (laughs) Um, We are talking today about Be Free, and uh, we're very very excited about this topic, this word. It's um, been a really important thing for all of us, and so, uh, Monica, tell us a little bit about Be Free. Um, well, we talked a little bit about it a couple weeks ago. Be still, be free is kind of the name of this whole thing um, that we're doing um, because we really feel like when we're still and know that he is God, that will bring us the freedom to live fully the way that He God intended us to live. You know, Jesus said in um, John 10, 10, that he came to give us life to the fullest. And so we, so many of us, all of, I mean, I am the same way. Mm-hmm go through life really not feeling like I'm living an abundant life or living Mm -hmm. to the fullest that I could be living. And so in the process of doing all of these things for B, we've just really um, come to the conclusion that it's, it's being still truly knowing, sinking into and relaxing into God and experiencing him for ourselves. And like, that's what brings us freedom. Um, But as we look into it and break it down even more, you know, I feel like we sometimes get so caught up in the Christianese, um, vernacular and we go around saying like Christ died to give us freedom and but like what does that look like you know I'm sitting in traffic for an hour every day trying to get to work and I have to work 10 hours and I miss my kids games or I can't be there at school or there's a mountain of laundry and dishes and like okay so what does freedom look like for me (laughs) well I think if like just to say here too like when you were we were talking about this just before we started recording and when you said that like you know bondage Yes. comes to mind that mm-hmm. I think so many of us are in bondage and you, you were talking about the, the Christianese, right? Like, well, I think so many of us know that verse, right? right? But we do feel like we're in so much bondage that I think we just think it's free from hell. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we're that's free it. from the wages of hell. sin and death. That's and right. like, that's just what that's we it. quote and that's what we say. But right. like, that's not what, I mean, that's true. And that is absolute truth. Sure, and right. like, that's awesome. But, but there's like more Jesus to it. also said, I came to give you life to the fullest and right. that you will do greater things than me. Mm-hmm. But like, we're unhappy and we're miserable and we're in bondage to anxiety and worry and fear and enslaved to like just unhappiness. Right. And so that is not, that is not what he came to give us. That's not what he wants, how he wants us to live and mm-hmm. walk through this world. So mm-hmm. like freedom, what does that look like? What can I take home and put in my pocket and like pull out as a reminder of like, f- like freedom for me in my situation and in my daily life? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, you know, John eight thirty six says, if the sun sets you free, you are absolutely free. And that's the God's word translation. And the Greek word of that means to make free, set at liberty um, from the dominion of sin is also part of that as well. But what we, we kind of focus on that part, like if we, you know, the son, Jesus makes us free, we are absolutely free. But the context surrounding that verse mm-hmm. says first, if you hear, this is Jesus speaking, if you hear my voice and abide in my word, you are truly my disciples semicolon, you will know the truth and that truth will give you freedom. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that is Jesus's version of be still and know that I am God. Mm -hmm. We need to abide in him and be to be his disciples and we will know the truth. And it's the truth that gives us freedom. And so like, we kind of know that like, okay, Jesus's truth, Jesus's words will give us freedom, but, um, we don't live it because Mm -hmm. it's hard to funnel down and to really break into pieces. Um, so like our whole perception of this Jesus thing, you know, it, it always has been for me in the past, like, 
okay, I'm a Christian and I'm, I'm going to not do these things anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. And like that has been always been the focus. Like I'm not going to do all of the sinful things that I used to do. Right. I'm not, I'm going to try not to be enslaved to all the bondages that I was enslaved to before. And it's, well, here's what I'm not going to do right. so that I can walk this narrow road. Right. And, um, I, we have to, again, flip flop our mentality right. because, um, it says in Psalms, I will live a life of freedom because I pursue your precepts. And, um, that Hebrew word means broad and wide liberty. Mm. So I it's saying that. I live a life of broad and wide liberty because I pursue your precepts. So like the flip flop is we don't focus on what we can't do. We focus on the freedom that following those laws bring. Right. So, and another word for precepts is truths. Yes. And exactly. so in talking about all of be still be free and we're talking about what be, being still is, and we look at all of these words, they're the truths of how to be. They're God's precepts of being kind, being honest, being courageous, being these things. And we can have that freedom, that widen, that narrow, because we're living through God's mm-hmm. truths. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I think back to like, um, you know, in high school or in college and, you know, there's all these things like, like don't have premarital sex and don't go out and party and like, don't, 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 don't. Mm-hmm. But no one ever explains like once you're in relationship with Christ and you know his heart, like once you are being still and you know his heart, his heart is not for the things that you can't do. His heart is for the freedom that not doing those things brings you. That's right. We all know people who've like, I might be pregnant right. or, right. you know, like right. I had to go to the hospital for alcohol poisoning or it's, it's not like Jesus doesn't want us walking around carrying that shame and carrying right. that guilt and carrying that burden. burden like it yeah. was not, he, we were not made to carry that. That is not so freedom. So his, his laws and his truth are not to focus on what we can't do, but for right. the freedom he wants, he's like, I don't want you carrying that. I don't want you walking around with that. I don't want you walking around totally burdened by the strife that's in your marriage. Mm-hmm. That's not what I designed it to be. That's right. And that's why they're the, the truths and the laws that I have about what a husband and wife are and mm-hmm. what parenting is like I'm, he's trying to free us from living what we all are currently living right, right. that's well, the whole point of it. I think it's important to, to note that every time that God tells us to not do something in the Bible I grew up not understanding okay my understanding was that everything that God told us not to do was because it was a law and if we loved him we would obey that law right but the, every single law or every single truth is out of protection yes. for us because he loves us so much that he gave us those warnings right. and said, if you do this, if you do that, it's not that I will quit loving you. And it doesn't mean that you don't love me. David committed adultery and they loved each other. Mm-hmm. But it's that if you will do those things that I'm trying to protect you from, you're going to be safer. You're going to be full of more happiness. You're not going to hurt as much. You're not going to suffer consequences. Mm -hmm. You're going to be able to walk more freely. And I think that like, it's again, flip-flopping. It's not that he gave us laws and truths and, and, and told us to do them because he's a big God with a big stick and he's going to smack us if we can't live a perfect life. Because if we love God, we should be able to live a perfect life. That is, that is, that is a lie. That is from the pit of hell. That is, that is Satan in the garden saying to Eve, if he really loved you, he'd allow you to eat of that tree. That tree. Right. That's, that wasn't true. He did love her. He was protecting her from death. Right. And, and so if we can just flip-flop the way we're thinking and see that the things that he gives us are not 
to measure how godly we are, but to protect us from Satan. Mm -hmm. I think that there's freedom in that. Yeah. You know, and it makes me think I'm not a parent, but uh, it makes me think of how parents are with their children. Like there are things that you don't allow children to do because you want them to be safe. You want to protect them from, Mm -hmm. and teach them, you know, the way the world works. And I feel like that's what God's doing for us. Like he knows he knows more than us. Right. And so he's trying to teach us like, look, I am telling you, I know that you think you know everything. Like I've heard parents say this to their However, teenagers. Yes. <laughs> no, I, I've I never said that. that. You know, <laughs> I know that you think you know everything, but actually I do know everything. And right. what you're about to do is just going to hurt you and someone else. It's so funny to hear you say that because that is so true. Like I have had situations with my kids where I'm like, if you will trust me, then I promise this will right. all work out. Like I right. know every core of your being thinks that <laughs> you do know better right now, but I promise you <laughs> that the words I'm telling you, whether it's a rule or, or maybe it's just a conversation we're having a life conversation. And I tell the kids all the time, I'm like, if you can find it in you to just trust, trust me, me. just mm-hmm. trust me. Cause I promise I'm not letting you down. Right. Promise it. And that's Jesus. Yeah. Just trust me. Like, just follow my precepts. I'm telling you, just be still. Right. You're going to, you're going to feel it. You're going to know it. It's going to, it's going to liberate you. Mm-hmm. I had a great teachable moment. It was teachable for me <laughs> with Jaina a couple <laughs> months ago. Um, because I had gotten onto her. There was something that she hadn't done. I think it was even like brushing her teeth. Like she just was kept forgetting and I had to keep reminding her. And so like we got ended, it ended up perpetuating into this argument because you know, my biggest struggle is I always feel like I'm nagging her, like do this, do this, do this, do right. this, do this. And so we just kind of had this little discussion, disagreement about it. And I just kind of stopped and I was like, you know, I have not done a good job of explaining to you why it's important. Right. Like I haven't explained to you, like if you don't brush your teeth and these cavities happen, you're going to have to get a filling and it's going to require a drill and it's really high pitched. And I'm trying to protect you right. from having to experience that. Cause I hate it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm 40, which I address in every podcast. I am 40 <laughs> and I don't know why that is such a big deal for me. I love it. FYI. Um, but you know, I've, I had to sit down and explain to her like, my heart is not to nag and to harp and to it's every time that there's a rule that I have that I want you to follow. It's because I'm trying to protect you from something that I just don't want you to have to experience if you don't have to experience Mm -hmm. it. And as I'm telling her that it was just, you know, like God speaking to me the same way. And it was a great teachable moment for me of take the time to explain to her the heart behind these things because that will help her want to follow it more Absolutely. versus having the mindset that we've all had as Christians of, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. That's right. And And it exhausts you. And I think that's why so many people walk away. You know, their idea of Christianity is just, I go to church and that is it because Mm -hmm. they cannot live up to the expectation of perfection. Right. They can't do it. And, and, you know, Satan knows where each of our weaknesses are and he will hone in on that. And there are some people that when they give into that weakness, they feel such guilt and, and contempt to themselves that they're just like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I, I can't do this anymore because they're doing it in and of themselves. Yes. Again, it's the flip flop. We have not said be still and allow God to do things through us. We've said, I've got to do all this stuff and in doing all of this stuff, then I will feel freedom in God. And right. it's exactly the opposite. Right. My um, freedom story was just a little bit different. God set me free from um, just some lies that I had been told growing up 
in um, the dance world. I was a dancer in high school, and one of my instructors was just super harsh and um, would say things that um, now I know aren't true, but at the time as a, you know, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18-year-old, um, I, I totally believed it. And one thing that she always told me was, you know, you don't deserve to be here. You don't deserve to be here. And I heard that so many times that I 100% believed it. Mm-hmm. And so in dance, in school, in um, all, all, anything that I was involved in, even in my relationship with the Lord, my relationships with other people, I would only try so hard. I would never, ever, 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 ever try my absolute hardest. I would never pour my heart out completely. I would never trust anyone completely because I felt like as long as I kept some of it back, as long as I kept a little bit of it for me, then when I was rejected and when I was told I didn't deserve to be there, I knew that I still had a little more to give and it didn't, maybe it wouldn't hurt as much. Mm -hmm. And so over, you know, the course of me going through college and my husband was a huge, huge help to me. Um, and, you know, being married these last few years, God has just poured into me, you know, you do deserve to be here and I want you to try right? and I want you to give your all. And, um, so I would say that God has set me free, um, and, and taught me that, um, given me the freedom to try. Right. And in that, what's been cool about that is when it's still a process, obviously, like opening up and trying and like really giving my all. But when I've done that, the Lord has always um, been faithful to bless it and been faithful to to be there and reward that. And it's been so, so, so cool to witness. Well, I think what's interesting, Amber, is you're, you know, mid-20s. And here's Monica and I in our 40s. 40. <laughs> and... Um, You know, it doesn't matter where we are in life. We all have our own stories. And so I think it's easy if you're older to think, well, I'm too old. Mm -hmm. My life is written. And if you're young, you think, well, I'm still young and I have so much life yet to live. Um, But we all have had a story written for us. Mm -hmm. And some of that story we've been able to control and some of that story we haven't. And all of that story forms who we are. Mm -hmm. It influences us. Um, and sometimes we don't even know that those influencers are forming our opinions of ourselves, our opinions of others, you know, you and you're trying, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and feeling like you, you don't belong there. Mm -hmm. And so I think what's important to know is it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter who's listening to this. You have a story and your story is valid. Mm -hmm. You can say, well, somebody else is going through so much more than I am. That is so very true, but God created you just like he created them, and he loves you just like he loves them, and he wants you to have freedom just like he wants them to have freedom. It doesn't matter. You can get all caught up. I I have a hard time sometimes with people who are like, well, life could be so much worse. It could be, but right now, if you're somewhere and you're in the pits, life's bad. Right. It doesn't matter how much life could be worse. Life is bad, and you have emotions, and you have feelings, and you need to to know that it's okay that you feel that way. We all have to give ourselves permission to feel the pain that we feel. So give yourself so permission huge. to be set free. Mm-hmm. That, I think that is part of it sometimes is giving us ourselves the permission yes. to be set well, free. Listen to, okay. So second Corinthians three seventeen is the verse that says where the spirit of the Lord is there, Lord is there is freedom. Mm-hmm. But listen to this translation because this is the, I have to have the visual, right? So here's the, the visual that makes that just ring true to me. The heart is free where the spirit of the Lord is. The Lord is the spirit. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Like that t- totally is the 
be still, be free. That's Read right. it one more time. That was so good. The heart is free where the spirit of the Lord is. The Lord is the spirit. So Isn't that, that is beautiful? Awesome. That's the New Living Translation, and I think that is so beautiful. And the message is really cool, too. It says, and when God is personally present, a living spirit, that old constricting legislation is recognized as obsolete. We're free from it, all of us. Amen. Man, I <laughs> well, and so I would good. even like to put there, too, the, the one where the Lord is the spirit. Mm-hmm. The Lord is also truth. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so if you think about substituting truth, into those words. Yeah. Read that. Read that. The heart is free where the spirit of truth is. The Lord is the truth. And so what you're basically saying, if you put the truth in, right? You put the the truth spirit in, is truth. And freedom comes out. Freedom comes out. That's mm-hmm. so awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's so true. See, it's true. True. <laughs> but the heart is free, you know? And like now your heart is free mm-hmm. from believing the lies that you were told mm-hmm. because you're choosing to focus on the truth of what the Lord is. Right. The hardest part is being busy Mm -hmm. and trying to decipher honesty from God, the Mm -hmm. truth from God. Because, you know, like you said, Monica, no matter what, we have things we have to do. We have responsibilities and obligations. You have to get those things done. But you also have to take the time to discover the things that you can get rid of. Absolutely. You know, we are great at justifying, well, the Lord told me. Did he really? Let's just, just, and I'm not saying he didn't, but sitting on him, I think we do a really good job at using God as a great excuse Mm -hmm. for justifying things that we want to do. You can find a God reason for doing everything you do. You can even find a verse. Or don't do. You can. Satan did too. That's exactly right. And that's, that is exactly where I was going to go with Satan is that, um, listen, Adam and Eve had it all. They had it all. And Satan still connived Eve into believing dishonesty, a lie, Mm -hmm. but she believed it. He made it so colorful. He made it so beautiful. He made it so wanting that she was willing to listen to this serpent instead of holding true to her God, her Mm -hmm. creator. And we do it every single day. And I think just the recognition that it is Satan, Satan schemes to make you be in bondage. He wants you tied up in bondage. He does not want you free because if you're free, then you are going to be more, um, usable and, and, um, on fire for God, you're just be a natural light. You don't even have to do anything. You're just going to be a right. natural light. And he doesn't want that light to shine. Right. So call it what it is. And just, I mean, there are times I'm like Satan, just in this process where I've realized that I'm in a supernatural warfare. I'm like, get away from me right now. Right. I'm not going to believe the lie that you're telling yeah. me. Take it captured. I think too, it's important to realize like being free is not the absence of doing bad things. That's right. That's exactly you know, like being right. good. Is, is not, not being, being free. free. I to- that's a really important because I was good. I was a believer mm-hmm. when I was dealing with these things, but I was still 100% in bondage. Right. right. You know? Yeah. It's and a mindset. It's a mindset. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, we had talked about like these different practical application mm-hmm. um, things. And so I, as we share these, um, I think it'd be cool for us all to kind of talk about what our areas are. Yeah, totally. Um, okay, so the first practical application step would be to like identify an area that you want freedom in in your life and find one Bible verse that will help you pursue freedom and a change of mindset in that area. And maybe it's even just the verse, your heart is free where the spirit of the Lord is. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's just a lot, a lot, and you just, a lot, a lot. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. A double a lot. <laughs> a lot, a lot. And you just want to be reminded of, of where your heart needs to be, Mm -hmm. but find one verse and like put it on a card or a sticky note, but put it everywhere. 
Like put mm-hmm. it in your car, put it on the dashboard, put it on your mirror, put it in your purse. I, if you're a graphic person like me, like you can make a little picture in your, your lock <laughs> screen. And so when you open your phone, like you're like, oh, yeah, uh-huh, the verse. And if you're not like me, you can ask Monica to do it for you. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> There's a lot of great apps that will do that for you. Um, so like what would be something for y'all? Like what is an area that you would want to look into to find some freedom? When I think about every, all of my issues, um, uh, everything that just I think one, about. Amber, just one, Amber, just one. Do I'm you want me to tell you what it is? Just kidding. <laughs> just lay it on me. You know, um, all of them come back to my identity and who I am and who I think I am and mm. then versus who God says that I am. Like, um, you know, the whole doing, constantly doing, yes. not resting, um, being hard on myself about the way I look, being hard mm-hmm. on myself about, you know, this constant, like, beating myself up. And and it all comes back to who I think I am versus who God says I am. And so I, I've kind of made this my life verse, or not my life verse, I don't know, a great verse that I really <laughs> love and that, I, that my Bible just happens to, if you lay it down, it just opens up to this all the time. Um, and it's, uh, in Isaiah and it says, as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so the Lord, your God rejoices over you. Oh, that's mm. beautiful. Isaiah 61. And you know, gosh, and it, it's just been a constant for me. Like anytime there was a time in college where I was still struggling with the issues that I had from high school and, um, I had developed an eating disorder. And I mean, like I was just really, really, really mm-hmm. going through it. And, um, my, he, he was my, boyfriend then, but now my husband, um, I came, I went to my apartment, um, one night and, um, he came and met me and I was just doing it again, beating myself up, like hate, total hate and like loathing myself. And I was laying on the couch and he sat there and put my head in in his lap and pet my hair and just kept saying, I mean, this was a solid hour. He just kept saying, you're loved, you're loved. That's all he said over and over and over again. I'm going to cry just talking about it. And, you know, that was a turning point for me because that's when I started to realize that God loved me and that, and it wasn't like exactly what you said, Sarah, it's not because of what I was doing Mm -hmm. or what I wasn't doing. It's because of who he made me to be. That's right. And so that would be my, my freedom and my, you know, the freedom that I want and the freedom that I have in the Lord is that God says I am loved and that's who I am. That's okay, Monica, what's yours? <laughs> you might be getting a lock screen too. <laughs> um, you, I mean, mine's very similar to yours. I don't know what my verse would be, but um, struggling with feeling completely inadequate, not enough, too much, um, right? And self-loathing, and, mm-hmm. and um, just I don't know, just like a constant um, not measuring up, won't ever measure up. Not, I mean, I just body image, all of it, all right. of it, yeah. So, you know, the first thing that keeps coming to my mind is you are fearfully and wonderfully made. So mm-hmm. maybe that's it. Um, Sounds like it's it. scrolling in the marquee right now in <laughs> right. my brain. Now live. Flashing me Fearfully lights. and wonderfully made. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, that's my constant struggle. Everything is filtered through, okay, they're going to discover that I don't know what I'm talking about. Or they're going to discover I'm right. Right, right, like credible. Um, I'm a fraud. I shouldn't really be here. I'm not educated enough. Mm-hmm. I'm not right. anything enough. So or, true. you know, you're to this or you're to that and you know even just standing in a mirror like my greatest dream we talked about this one time on the one that didn't record Um, (laughs) my greatest dream is to like so vain oh my gosh this is so vain but I'm just gonna put it out there no it's not I want to go into my closet throw on jeans and a t-shirt with no smoothing undergarment and know that it looks good before I even look in the mirror yeah Mm -hmm. 
Like that's my greatest dream or at least feel that way. Right. Right. Um, and that's like, and I know contentment does not, and happiness does not come from that, but like, that's, but that's, that's my mindset in your mind. That's, the that's right. You know what I mean? Like it's, what yeah. you're saying, it's not like what you're asking for is not to lose, you know, yeah, I will never be a size zero or two. Or, right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not that you're wanting to change your body as much as I feel like you're wanting to change the your way you perception. My perception, of perception, yes. perception, my perception. perception. That's it. Yeah. I need to elevate my own ideas. That's, it. that's I, right. It is my constant thorn. It mm-hmm. just is. And yeah. I'm getting a little bit, like I, I do notice moments of being a little bit better mm-hmm. and getting a little bit more confident and you know, like, honestly, like I am trying to really exercise a lot and it's not as much, I'm really forcing myself to choose not to think and focus on the scale and the size, but it makes my mind clearer. It makes my emotions more stable and it gives me more energy to pursue all these things that I feel like God is asking me to do. So I'm, I'm choosing to focus on that. Um, and, and I'm just, I'm believing for more freedom in that area. Well, the very cool thing about that, and just listening to us talking about being free, is that we actually are going to be addressing quite a few (laughs) words that are applicable. And I get all geeked up when we're talking about this because this is why we're doing this. Like my struggles are different from y'all's struggles, but everybody out there has their own struggles. Mm -hmm. And we're going to have words that are going to be the truth. And how to renew your mind, how to elevate your ideas and mm-hmm. elevate the way you're thinking so that you can be broken free from this. Because we can say, oh, go sit still and be free. Right. You know, okay, now go do it. But no, it's not that, that we need to go do anything. We right. need to discover what the word of God has to right. say about how he wants us to see ourselves. We're talking about all these attributes that are so negative about ourselves. What kind of a person are you? Are you mm-hmm. kind? Are you forgiving? Are you meek? Are you long-suffering? Are you full of agape love? And that's where last week's practical application comes in. Like, go back and revisit your list of who you are. Yep. That's right. And focus on who you are and the good things about who we are. Because that leans into the practical application for freedom. Yes. It It totally totally does. does. And identifying where you are, how you see yourself, how you want your legacy to be. And then identifying what you need to be set free from. Mm -hmm. It gives, starts giving you a roadmap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like, um, another practical application idea that ties into this, that we had was, um, like for us, we all have have some stories of freedom. Mm-hmm. And, um, so what is your story of freedom or the one that is the most important to you mm-hmm. and just spend 15, 10, 15 minutes in the morning, just kind of praising in writing and prayer to God of just like thanking him for the freedom that he has given you in those areas. Because when we go back and remember what he's done before, it builds confidence and trust and that he will do that again. Absolutely. So that's an important thing to do for sure. And then, you know, kind of tying back into finding the verse, what do you want your next story of freedom to look like? Like, who do you envision yourself being? Like we all, I know this, we all have that little tiny woman in our brain that we see and we hope to be someday. Who is she and what does she look like? And mm-hmm. what is she free from? Mm-hmm. And it goes, ties back to the verse, but like get in detail about it. Like, Man, I could, I'll, I'll even talk about that for a second Yeah, because I can remember being young and thinking, um, when I grow up, I want to be this classy, elegant woman, just classy. I don't, not beautiful. Like beautiful wasn't my word. It was just classy, cool chick. That's what I call it. Just a cool chick. And when I was going through early thirties, mid thirties, I was like, I am nothing close and I'm close to 40, right? 
I am nothing close to being what I said I wanted to be when I grew up. Mm -hmm. Like I am tightly wound. I'm negative. I'm critical. I'm judging. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm again, outspoken. I am unhappy. I'm emotional. I um, am being diagnosed with health issues. I'm a mother of two and not knowing what to do. Like I'm all of these things. And I feel so far from that, that one day I just looked at myself and I was like, figure it out. Mm. If that's who you want to be, <laughs> right. That figure like it you. out. Yeah. Or as my that's husband so would say, me. suck it up. That's yeah. right. That's right. right. <laughs> suck it up and go like, do it. And that's why I got down with God. And I'm like, you don't see me this way. I want to see me the way you see me. Right. You don't see other people as critically as I see them. I want to see other people the way you see them. Give me your eyes. Mm. I literally prayed that please give me your eyes. And I feel like he did because he gave us his word mm-hmm. and the way he sees us is in his word. And the way he wants us to be is in his word. But we have, we have gotten so caught up in the lies of Satan and in this culture that perpetuates this life of doing that we can't see the forest for the trees. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I would say. Like it is not too late and it's not too early yeah. to begin to begin, begin to be, the woman of God you mm-hmm. truly want to be. Mm-hmm. You can change. And, and, and you just have to have a willingness to change. And you know what? Some people will never, ever want to change. Mm-hmm. They'll think, that, Chris and I talk about this sometimes, my husband. We're like, listen, the grass is green where you water it. Exactly. Okay? And there are people who make life happen, and mm-hmm. there are people who wait for life to happen. Mm-hmm. If you're waiting for life to happen and you think the grass is always greener on the other side, most likely it's never going to change for you. Right. Yes. You know, we talked about that last night um, when Sarah got here. There's an article, and I'll link to it in the show notes um, and in the post, but there's an article on Huffington Post that came out recently about 25 characteristics of supremely happy people and, like, how it all starts in the mind and, like, choices to see things differently and choices to do things differently and choices to be grateful and have gratitude. And, like, that's what perpetuates freedom. Right. And I just, you know, I'll put this out there. Um... I just feel like Lord just kind of laid this on my heart. Like if somebody's out there struggling and you need somebody to talk to about this stuff, like we have our email addresses. There's a, there's a way to go to the blog, right? Yeah. If you go to the website, be still be free.com. You can go to um, about Sarah and Monica and both of us on our individual pages, there's a contact form and it will email us directly. And we would love to have the opportunity to communicate with you via email to just help encourage or, whatever we can do to just to empathize with you because we've all been there. It mm-hmm. may look a little bit differently, but we all have been there. Absolutely. So um, exactly. we would love to have that opportunity to help minister to you. Yeah. So we're going to uh, pray and close out this session. Um, Sarah, do you want to sure. pray us out? Sure. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus, just for another week of the opportunity to get together with these ladies and all the ladies that are listening Lord, I pray that you will have been honored and glorified. Lord, that lives will be changed for you um, so that we can truly be kingdom builders, um, be an active part of where you are leading this world, getting ready for for heaven and, and the next step of where our lives are, Lord. And I just pray that you will be with whoever is out there. Lord, if they're hurting, if they're listening to this and they're just thinking, there's just no way. Meet them where they are. 
Pick them up and give them hope. Allow them to feel your presence. Allow them to feel the Spirit of God just transcending upon them and giving them a peace that passes all understanding, Lord. Because we have all been there. And the great thing is, is that you are always with us. You never leave us. You never forsake us. Lord, just take us through this next week. May um, practical applications be put into practice. May minds be renewed and transformed. And may you be glorified in all things. And in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.